available in more homes than the Pac-12 Network. We are the Podcast of Champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online. And here he goes, Miles Jack! And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com. Liner, gonna try to sneak it ahead. Touchdown, SC! We are the Podcast of Champions. Welcome everyone back to the podcast of champions. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And I'm Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com, the USC site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And together, we just join, we form the podcast of champions, like the Wonder Twin Powers that put their... We form a symbiosis. Yes. Um, we, we are two organisms who combine in several intimate ways, let's be honest. <laughs> And become one, and our oneness is what powers this show. Yes, we we've uh, we've changed forms from our his his Bruin or my Trojan selves, and then we become the podcast of champions, where all we want to do is talk about Pac-12 football and the eight ranked teams and the amazingness that's only going to last a few more months, but still, it's amazing for right now. And then we get stuck with something like week three. Yeah, this is not an amazing week, uh, week three. But we're previewing. We did a Monday show. Recapping all of the fun, uh, we talked about the ranked teams. We talked about Oregon State and Washington State suing the rest of the conference. And I guess there were Kook fans like on that Zoom call and at the end of that thing, like cheering. And the, the, the judge is like a Washington State alum and all that crazy stuff that was going on. But we got a preview week three, which is pretty butt. But that's okay. Um, you got game day. And Big Noon kickoff all in Colorado. Colorado is just like the center of the cultural pole universe right now. So um, if you have any questions or comments for the show, we got a bunch of emails since our show on Monday. Uh, Pac12podcast at gmail.com. You can call or text us at 424-532-0678. We did get, uh, we have a voicemail, I believe. Yeah, we got a voicemail. Um, You can tweet us at Pac12podcast and the website is Pac12podcast.com. And uh, if you're worth your weight and being a listener, if you you know you really are a POC fan, you're watching us live right now on YouTube on our simulcast, it's you're a huge fan. So you should go to your Apple podcasting app and go to the Podcast of Champions and leave a five-star review because that's what we crave. That's what we love. I don't even know if that makes that big of a difference, but we really love them and we we'll love read them. them. And we're going to read two right now. Wow. Nice. All right. This is one from Clue or Klu20, five-star review. It's very simple. Okay. Two-pack, go Cougs. Oh, I like it. Love it. Uh, and we have another one from Rotness, five-star review. Buddy Cop Podcast, Riggs and Murtaugh, Starsky and Hutch, Cagney and Lacey, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, Tango and Cash, Carol and Chow, Skipper and Snow, and yes, Abraham and Woods. <laughs> hey, that's A&W to you, my friends. Come to think of it, this podcast does more closely remember... Uh, this- Come to think of it, this podcast does more closely resemble an also-ran fast food franchise that people are bemused to hear is still in existence. In both cases, everything is substandard save for two menu items. In the case of A&W Food, it's the root beer float and the corn dog. Similarly, the POC is a grease trap qualitatively, except for our hosts, Corn Dog Dave and Root Beer Ryan. <laughs> Those two make stopping by this dying franchise a must. As for the dying establishment, conference... 
they cover. That's not so much A&W as it is Der Wiener Schnitzel. I love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, I haven't had an A&W. Are you a root beer float guy? I mean, I, I can be. Um, my, my opportunities to consume a root beer float uh, are few and far between. I, I don't like carry root beer at my house, nor do no. I you know, consume a lot of ice cream. I would have that when I was a kid. However, um, uh, I think I last went to an A&W um, 2007, and wow. I had a root beer float. At that time, I think there's one like on Rosecrans or something. Like, I did not know there were any in the California vicinity. I thought there was, maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, root beer floats pretty good. I just haven't had one forever. Uh, I haven't stopped to buy a winter schnitzel ever, too. There's one on Artesia. There's a lot of Dervener schnitzels. Yeah. Um, I like hot dogs, I just don't get them that much. Go to baseball games and stuff. Did you come in here and turn off your AC? No, it's still it's on. Okay, I think, I think, uh, Chris left it on from last night. So okay, nice. I did bring you a donut. Yeah, that was nice. I had a dentist appointment this morning. I had my so this is great. Workout this morning, shower, go to the dentist. What's the first thing I do? Anti workout, anti dentist. Go get a donut. So that's right. That was that that's was right. perfect. Yeah, yeah. There's some uh, deep psychology going on there. I love that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. Taylor says, please only refer to Cal as Cal Berkeley this whole episode, so people know that they are the same thing. I so, think we should actually go with UCB. UCB? Yeah, because that actually properly denotes that as second choice of the <laughs> University of California. It's second tier. UCB. UCB. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got to do uh, some previewing of games that are, like we already mentioned, uh, they were but. Um, speaking of but, uh, someone brought this up on my uh, Peristyle podcast yesterday. Uh, they said that my take from 2021 about Stanford being butt was like one of my, you know, my classic take, my best take ever. And if you guys remember, that was the year Clay Helton got fired. USC lost to Stanford, and I declared Stanford as being butt. USC lost to the team that was terrible, hence, you know, Clay Helton getting fired. I think David probably defended him or whatever. Um, well, they beat somebody else. As one should. Yeah, they beat somebody else, and then they beat Oregon. And then everyone's on me. Do you remember this? Like mm-hmm. that Stanford is not, but they just beat Oregon. But Oregon, like I think their offensive coordinator was like sick or something. I mean, do you remember there was some weird thing going on? Uh, Cristobal's deal, and or and uh, Stanford goes on and loses their last seven games and uh, by a lot. Like they were getting crushed by everybody. So by the end of the season, it was just like, hey, by the way, Stanford is butt. So that right. that was a good one. Just yeah. a little trip down memory lane. You were you were on Stanford's butt too, right? I think we've been on Stanford's ass uh, <laughs> since 2019. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's been it's been a while. It's been a minute. Uh, what's going on with this calimony stuff? Oh man, I don't know, man. You don't know. They're, so the regents are having a meeting. It's a closed meeting. Uh, nobody coming really up, knows. right? I don't know if it already happened. Might have, yeah. Who cares? Uh, it'll be to determine whether or not to go forward with the idea of potentially charging UCLA some undetermined amount of money annually to pay off Cal for bad decisions that Cal has made over the last 25 years. Um, there's no understanding yet of whether it'll be the low end, the high end, or no money whatsoever. Um, my guess, Wilner's guess, other people's guess is that it will be something. Um, but what that amount ends up being is anyone's guess at this point. I thought it was kind of a joke in the beginning that there was to be like maybe I mean, a one-time it's, it's, payment. It is still a joke. Um, 
And I, I think if it's on the higher end, UCLA will attempt to fight it in uh, whatever manner you can fight essentially the same organism that you are. It's like our symbiotic relationship, right? Where we form one through many intimate connections. Yes. Many um, orifices and that. <laughs> uh, that's how UCLA and, and Cal are connected. You they, really like that donut, they, I guess. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, they are connected uh, it, through many different uh, intimate connections. And so how do you fight off when you're that connected? Uh, but they will attempt to, I'm sure, if the amount is too egregious. I just don't know what form that'll take. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I thought it wasn't really real. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is actually... But now that Cal's leaving too, it just seems like, why would you do this? I mean, I, I think in a in a like a court of law, uh, UCLA's argument is pretty uh, ironclad at this point. Well... You just made a decision to take way, way, way less money than you were initially offered by, say, ESPN last fall, $22 million less. Why should we help you make up that terrible shortfall? Yeah. You know, this is due to bad decisions you made as part of the league that you were still a part of. Sure. Well, could there be some negotiations like, all right, uh, we're not going to give you any money, but we'll give you the fight song back or something? Could that, could UCLA do that? Or what's the. I mean, I, frankly, I'd be okay with that. I mean, <laughs> Sons of Westwood's fine, uh, but there's a better one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if if Cal's willing to like just accept that, or I'd be willing to give up like navy blue generally. Oh, like so, it'd just be true blue, powder, powder blue, blue, whatever. But like, just drop the navy. Okay, you can have that one back too. Um, okay. That's fine. That's totally fine. Give them the navy. Give them the the worst of the two fight songs, and then they can they can you know fuck right off. Uh, we got a comment about your shirt. Is David wearing an aqua green? Car I wouldn't heart describe shirt. it as aqua. Great shirt. Do you think it's aqua? Would you describe this as aqua? No, I would not, say kind of like an lighting. olive, like a light olive. Yeah, it looks different in the lighting. Like I'm looking at you in person, and then um, on now, camera, if it was aqua, that would be very cool. Maybe I should try to find an aqua one. You could do that. Do you have a lot of those? Or something? Well, I've just gotten to the point in my old man uh, state that, like, I just buy, uh, like, a four-pack of T-shirts rather than, gotcha. like, try to find, you know... Like, you know how like, you wear, like, 247 shirts half I the do time? I all the time, yeah. Because they're free? Uh, no, I buy those. You buy... Oh, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You buy the company-branded T-shirts... Yeah, like they uh, like twice a year we can buy some polos and stuff. Um, wait, wait, they Tracy limit. Doesn't, like so I, they, I, I on, buy them and on, I give hang, them to hang my on, people. Hang on, hang on, hang yeah. On. The company that you I won't say work for, but yeah. you're contracted with, right? Yes. Um, only affords you two opportunities a year to buy their company branded gear. Yes. There's and like you have you out. have adopted this belief in scarcity so profoundly that you are willing to then pay for these items. I do. Like, I buy. See, I'm sure Tracy does this for you guys. I buy a bunch of shirts, like polos and stuff, uh -huh. and I give them to my staff. Wow. So that's free for them, but not wow. But not for me. This is profound. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, niceties. Uh, before we jump into the picks, we do have to talk about the survivor pool. Um, so last week, I picked Oregon State. Dave took Colorado. Both teams advanced. Um, we talked about some of the numbers uh, on Monday. We need to do our picks for week three. Have you looked at that yet? Have uh, the week three? Yeah. 
Oh, you mean our survivor pool? Survivor, yeah. Uh, no. So vamp for a second, and then I'll make my pick. So I think I'm gonna go because, like, if you're trying to win it all, um, at some point you got to pick Arizona State because they don't look that good. I'm not picking them against Fresno. Um, and then I think you got to try to get Stanford, who I just said is butt sometimes. This is the week to get Stanford with Sacramento State. So I think I'm going to just pick Stanford this week. Mm. A little risky. Mm. Troy Taylor's former team. God, I don't know if I can do that. Nice. I mean, you got a lot of, you know, Utah's playing a, an a FCS school. Um, Washington State's playing Northern Colorado. I mean, I can't, I can't go Utah at this point because I'm going to need them for waiter, right? Yeah. But Sac State is the fourth best uh, FCS program right now, according to Bill Connolly's numbers. Okay. That's, I mean, that's a little that's bit a little too high. Yeah. So what did I go week one? I went, I think, Wazoo. What did I, no, Arizona State. I went Arizona State week one I against think Southern did. Utah. Yeah, and that was very close. Very good pick. Um, I think I'm going to go Arizona. Okay. Against uh, UTEP. UTEP, I think, is pretty terrible, and Arizona's got a yeah. The spread's big, right? Eighteen, yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a, a Arizona. Okay. Against uh, against the Tep. Uh, is there a line on the Stanford game or no? Just because it's FCS. Uh, I couldn't find one. I'm sure there actually is one. Yeah. Because it is it is not going to be a huge number. It shouldn't be a huge number, but um, yeah, I'll go with Stanford this one. Uh, it was smart. Literally, the Arizona State one week one is good because they don't look as good now. Like. That might be like a late, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to pick them for a while because they're going to have all these Pac-12 games. But we'll see. Maybe they'll get better. I think a lot of people are going to make the Stanford mistake this week, and then they will be out of the pool. All right. We'll see. Uh, go go Miners. Go UTEP. Uh, now I'm going to probably pick Arizona in that one anyway. Okay, so why don't we do this? Let's do our uh, week three picks. Um, this probably won't take very long because there's a lot of FCF schools that just stink, and we're not going to do them. So, first up, uh, morning game, we've got Utah Utes. We do Weber State every year, but I, they're Wildcats. So, yeah. Uh, Weber State. So, first of all, just as a side note about the schedule, there's no games until 11 a.m. So, not only is it a bad week, it's a bad, very condensed week. So, even if you had interest in watching multiple games, it's going to be hard. Uh, to do so. Uh, Weber State uh, traveling to the Utes. Uh, this is an 11 a.m. or on the Pac-12 network. There's no line on this game. Um, Weber State, sort of like uh, Sacramento State, is a very good FCS. Weber State is the fifth-ranked FCS in Bill Connolly's rankings. They have a good offense, pretty good defense. Um, I would take Utah minus... Call it 35, 40. Wow. Yeah. So that's anyway, uh, Utah's going to blow them out. Yeah. Utah should blow them out. Um, I, I mean, it's one of those things, though, where we've seen Kyle Whittingham not sort of like extend those leads beyond what was necessary to win the game. I'd probably go up to like minus 24. After that, I might be thinking about it because Weber State's not a terrible FCF school. But um, do you think we see any of the injured players coming back? We haven't seen Keefe yet, right? We haven't seen Cam Rising. Yeah, I, I, I mean, 
I think if you were going to have any of those guys available for UCLA, you would want to get them back for this game. Yeah. Right? You would want to get them some reps, some live game reps, um, so that they're not just shaking off the rust for UCLA. So uh, if I'm a Utah fan, the way I would be looking at it is if they're not back this week, I wouldn't anticipate them being back next week um, because it would just be – well, I wouldn't anticipate them being fully back, like ready to start and you know play you know for Cam Rising's playing three quarters of impact football that would be difficult in your first game back against yeah. a decent opponent that's why like this is sort of a big week because if they don't come back then it's like okay well when are you coming back in the conference season is it you know are you talking by week like what i mean it might be something like that so yeah i think they have to go kind of all ahead go with nate johnson right now if cam rising is not available and just see if you can get him ready to play he doesn't need to be spectacular but just play competent football run kind of zone read actions correctly, uh, take advantage of your legs, and just make, you know, safe throws and see if you can be kind of a ball control offense. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Big Bob says, Utah's out-of-conference schedule was sneakily pretty ass. No, I mean, they played. I mean, if uh, they don't, uh, they were not, because uh, they played two power fives, and then, yes, it's an FCS, but it's one of the very best FCSs. Yeah. So I would say this is actually on balance for the rest of the Pac-12, probably one of the one of the four or five best schedules. Um, Amy, Amy, our resident Utah fan, says uh, Bernard is out for the season. We need to get healthy players. Yeah. Is Bernard out? I didn't – did I miss that? Uh, you must have. Did you – We uh, give me some details on that, David. When you, want, you want details on uh, Bernard's injury? Uh, it was five days ago. Uh, that he was out for the season. Oh, it is out the season. Okay, um, I, I missed it. Yeah, you missed it. Uh, do I do a? I should do like a Pac-12 podcast. I could stay up on top of these things. It's yeah, like, you really should. Uh, it was an off-the-field injury sustained early in the week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that might be why you missed it. I yeah, because that wasn't a game thing, right? He got benched. Yeah, no, it was not a game thing. Uh, it was off the field, and I don't think I still don't think they've given any details. So you know. Some sort of scooter accident seems like the common occurrence with most athletes these days. Yeah. Um, EVS says about the, uh, you know, the, the out of conference being asked. It says, shouldn't you guys agree? You had them at number eight in your rankings. I made it very clear. Our rankings are meaningless, too. Uh, one. And then two, um, uh, that was punishment for Kyle Whittingham being a dumbass, a beautiful genius dumbass <laughs> with his quarterback uh, <laughs> decisions. Nice. Okay. Um, so Utes are going to roll. Next up, we've got Oregon State Beavers. San Diego State Aztecs. Dun, 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 dun. Again, it's a sling. I don't want to do human sacrifice. Okay. Um, 12.30 p.m. on FS1. San Diego State, who we just saw last week against UCLA at home, get just blasted. Uh, Who picked that one? Uh, I, I can't remember. Did I pick? I think I You're did. talking about last week? Yes. Last week's hard. Last week's dead. Last week's gone. Uh, San Diego State traveling to Corvallis to take on the number 16 in the AP's mind, but number one in our hearts, Oregon State Beavers. Uh, Oregon State is a 24 and a half point favorite over the Aztecs. I got on this when it was Oregon State minus 22. Oh. I'm not saying I'm a genius, just saying I am. Um, San Diego State's bad. Uh, in specific ways, uh, their defense is okay. okay. Their offense is terrible. Um, UCLA, I think, showed the kind of formula for dealing with uh, San Diego State. 
which I think Oregon State is more than capable of executing, which is just load up against the run and hope their quarterback uh, continues to play like uh, he's been playing. And uh, with that, uh, I think Oregon State's going to be able to run the ball. I think they're going to be able to throw the ball. Uh, I think they win this by, I don't know, 40. Yeah. So, yeah, give me uh, give me uh, Oregon State. I'm, I'm with you on this one, Oregon State. And we saw UCLA essentially cover a spread like this um, on the road, uh, going up to Corvallis, uh, not really in the best mental state after getting throttled by UCLA, which David didn't pick. Um, yeah, I like the I like the beeves here quite uh, a bit. So I'll go with that. Quick, uh, Greg over at Pac-12 sends us out some fun facts and different research. Forgot to mention the Utah one, and then I'll, I'll mention the uh, Oregon State one. So 29 straight non-conference home wins is now the second longest active non-conference home win streak in FBS for Utah. So pretty good. They 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 win those games at home. Uh, and then for Oregon State, they have six consecutive wins dating back to last season. It is their longest winning streak uh, for the Beavs since 2013, which was also six straight. They're looking for their first seven-game win streak since winning their last seven games of the 2000 season with current head coach Jonathan Jonathan Smith at quarterback. Mm, Pretty cool okay. yeah, about the Beavs. Cool. Uh, yeah, Oregon State um, uh, should absolutely roll. And this is also one of like maybe two watchable games on Saturday. Yeah, so this one's FS1. Definitely watch it. 12.30, so it's nice. You could like get a little... Uh, you know, action. and I do mean literally watchable. So, uh, just to give everyone a preview, seven of the eleven games are on the Pac-12 network. One is on Peacock. Mm. Two are on FS1, and one is on ESPN. Unlike last week, where there was a lot of great games. Yeah. And next week, I think there's like three straight Pac-12 games on Fox. Mm-hmm. This week, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, half hour later, next up we got California Golden Bears. UCB, <laughs> UCB. Uh, this is the Idaho Vandals traveling to California. The Idaho Vandals. Um, Why do you keep coming in and breaking our shit? Um, that's my that's my Vandals. Nice mascot. Very vandally. Uh, One p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. Idaho traveling to Berkeley. Um, let's see. Where is Idaho? Are they in the FCS these days? I think so. You never know. They uh, just yeah, they are. They are top, uh, just outside the top ten in uh, in Bill Connolly's rankings uh, for the FCS. So here's okay. Let's let's do this really quick. Um, this is this is great audio. I was gonna say compelling podcasting. Uh, yeah. All right, so Idaho at Cal. Cal is only favored to win this one by 17 in Bill Connolly's uh, metrics. We don't have an actual line on this game. Do you think they would cover 17, though? I I mean, Idaho just beat Nevada, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I No, I think I would take the 17 points if that we were betting this. I probably would, too. I probably would too. Uh, I think Cal might be a little bit demoralized after last week. Uh, I still think Cal's. Well, I don't know. I think they're better still. They, yeah, I don't special know. Special teams was crap. Maybe they come in with like kind of angry and they blow them out by. Uh, anyway, they're not going to lose. Uh, unlike maybe their Bay Area counterpart, Cal's going to win. All right. I mean, I could have picked Cal this week too, I guess. But um, ooh, that would have been a 
That might have been a better pick. Should I should I switch? Yeah, I'm, uh, I already put. I already submitted mine. Oh, I haven't submitted mine. I'll, I'll switch to Cal. I'm going to switch to Cal too. Hey, uh, Matthew, if you're listening, my second pick is the right one. Okay. Yeah, we're going Cal. I like this. We'll both go Cal. Yeah. Um, this is great uh, podcasting. Like, no, it's I think good. we're doing a good job of making everyone uh, think we prepare. I, I don't know. It seems good to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pac-12 Network game. I mean, how many dozens of people are going to watch this? Oh, gosh. I would say there'll be there'll be one and a half dozen. It's I mean over under one and a half dozen. Like, Eighteen people. You joke and stuff. I hate I mean, I think there's a lot of great people that work at the Pac twelve, Pac twelve network. I mean, imagine wherever your your company is is like there's an hourglass. It's like uh, Dorothy and uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, like turning the hourglass over like this is all the time you got left. Like, what are you doing with that time? Everyone's looking for jobs. Just keeping these to have seven games on Pac-12 Network and producing them and all that stuff, like how hard is it going to be to keep this going as the season rolls on or basketball season? Like, well, I mean, no, people might stick the, around for a football season, but people are just going to leave. Because, but like, like the, the the it's one thing to be like part of a dying uh, company or whatever, and you're having to still do your job, but to have to do your job when the job consists of building hype for Weber State, Utah, Idaho, Cal. Northern Colorado Wazoo, NC Central UCLA, Hawaii Oregon, Sac State Stanford, and UTEP Arizona. Like that's the slate of games you're going to work your ass off on Saturday. Yeah, for truly one of the most disgusting slates of football I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, um, TD for UCLA says uh, Stanford is a no-brainer this week for Survival Pool, and who else will they beat? Yeah, I mean, I I get it, but there's yeah, but they might not beat them. Yeah, it's kind of the it's it's almost like you want to just save them for the end and maybe and then they... hope for the best against Cal. Yeah, it could be something uh, like that. All right, uh, let's see. Next up, we've got it's actually a decent one. Washington Huskies. Uh, the Michigan State Spartans. Um, we are Sparta. I can't really do it. I can't do the like uh, Gerard Butler thing, you know. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, Two p.m. Peacock. I mean, I guess I could try, but I wouldn't be able to sell it, you know. Um, I mean, I'm. It's up to you. No, I'm okay. Okay. Two p.m. on the Peacock, Peacock Network, Peacock app. The Peacock. I really want to watch this game, but. Number eight, Washington. Peacock. Nobody has Peacock. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Washington traveling to East Lansing to take on Michigan State. Now uh, with significantly less uh, masturbatory head coaches. <laughs> uh, Michigan State suspended without pay. Uh, head coach Mel Tucker for masturbating on a phone call. I, I think there was more. I mean. There's like a Title IX investigation. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, I'm just trying <laughs> to hit. I'm that. just trying to hit the lead note. He did admit to that. He admitted, like, <laughs> how are you not just fired immediately? Yeah. Um, don't masturbate on uh, kids out there with someone that the if, if you are in a romantic relationship with somebody, nobody needs to see behind closed doors. If you want to masturbate on a phone call when you guys are far away from each other, that's fine. Whatever, do whatever you got to do. If you are not, do not masturbate on any phone calls. Okay. I think it's fair. Seems very simple, right? Yeah. And don't do it with someone on the phone that your employer hires and pays and 
Yeah, yeah, no, but I want to I want to keep the general. I don't want to go too specific because I think everyone needs life lessons from our show. Okay. Right? So don't masturbate on phone calls with somebody who isn't like at minimum somebody who's been in a relationship with you for like a year. I, I like that. That's like okay. You got to save that for Just, later. Yeah. No masturbating on phone calls. No masturbating on Zoom calls. No masturbating when you are connected telephonically with anybody who is not again somebody you've been in a relationship with for over a year telephonically i love it yeah just no and this is this is hard everyone's got this difficulty right like when do i masturbate do i masturbate right now the answer is no right because i'm broadcasting live to you Hmm. but you also shouldn't either because you know who knows you're watching a youtube maybe you're suddenly broadcasting on it so just don't masturbate actually just don't masturbate how about that no I don't. I don't think. I think that's a little too far. That might have been. That was going too far. So yes. That was too far into the general. Yes. Right. So we got to hit that sweet spot right in the middle. Yeah. Thank you for your time. That's. <laughs> uh, anyway, as to the game. Uh, oh yeah, there's a game. Yeah, yeah. So number eight, Washington traveling to Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's been pretty terrible under Mel Tucker. Uh, probably they had, because they one good year. probably because he's been spending too much time masturbating. Yeah. Um, Washington uh, has been pretty good so far this year. Could you see a scenario where Michigan State just uglies this game up considerably, forces Washington to try to run the ball, they can't really run the ball, and it becomes kind of a, a just a, a mess, um, just, you know, uh, fluids out on the ground? Sure. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I think Phoenix is going to rain balls in this one. Oh. I've got Washington. Yeah, give me, uh, give me the Huskies. It's sort of one of those things where – a little over two touchdowns. It's a lot for a road game. I do like the way Washington's playing. I mean, but they're a top 10 team. And I feel like, to me, I had them as the second best team in the Pac-12, uh, sort of where the AP poll has uh, Washington. We'll see if that continues. But they've been, you know, impressive so far. Not, you know, not a big fan of them not covering uh, against Tulsa. But, you know, whatever. I'll give them a little break. I feel like I can go on the road, score a lot of points. I... These are 18 to 22 year old kids who just lost their leader. Like they're like the guy that runs everything in their lives that told them anything he said to the people that, you know, his, their teammates to their coaches above them, to any, anyone in the building, his word was rule. And that guy is now gone. I, I mean, I, the instability, something like that can cause in a locker room is tremendous to me. And I just feel like this is not going to be that. I don't think they're going to come out and play an especially great game. Is there a chance that they sort of rally, you know, the circle, the wagon, have a thing? tribute of sorts to him? Yes. I think that's a possibility, but I think it's more probable that, that you're going to see a, a disjointed mess in East Lansing and Washington just sort of is the beneficiary and rolls all over him. Wouldn't be the first disjointed mess. <laughs> So Dave and I, but we're, we're agreeing on everything so far. Uh, not that there's many games to pick this week because most of them are terrible. Like this one, we've got Washington State Cougars. They are taking on the Northern Colorado Bears. Bear, I love how you said Northern Colorado, like because I don't know what they are. What are they? Oh, Bears! Yeah, yeah I, got I can one. do Bears. I got that one. I can do Bears. Like platypus crap. <laughs> <laughs> 2 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. The Northern Colorado Bears uh, will take on, in Pullman, the number 23 Washington State 
Cougars. Uh, so let's see. Let's right. do our. Let's do our. Well, let's just take a look at what we've got here with the Northern Colorado friends. Uh, wait, what the hell? Come on, Bill. Where's your stuff? Very. This is great. Great stuff. Oh wow, that's a terrible FCS. So they're not good. They're among the worst mm. FCSs. Um, they're like down there with like Robert Morris and some guy named Lamar. Um. Marist, which I only thought was a high school in Atlanta, is down there too. Uh, anyway, uh, Northern Colorado, very bad. Washington State, very good. They're going to roll, going to crush them. Uh, They'll yeah. be ashes at the soles of their feet. Uh, I would agree the with you. They do this, yeah. the Lord of Hosts. So we can't pick this game, but obviously they're just going to win by a million, which is fine. They they look more competent. Um, it'll be fun to just see sort of what Cam Ward does. Are they just throwing the ball down the field more. Before we go on, though, David, I got some. Uh, Breaking news. Jay says Washington lost to Arizona State last year, the week after Herm got canned. Mm-hmm. 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 So that's something to think about. Yeah. But I'm not thinking too strongly about it. But that's... No, no, no. But they they are the team that people can take their frustrations out on. Uh yeah, I guess there was a, a little bit of that. Oh, I forgot our fun facts too. So let me go back and uh do those. Oh boy. Cal. Their three fumble recoveries versus Auburn were the most in a game since having three against Weber State back in 2017. Pretty good. Uh, Washington, winners of 12 straight games when leading at half, the longest active streak in the Pac-12. Uh, last Huskies loss when they were leading at halftime was in 2021 versus Arizona State. Man, those Sun Devils just have their number. And then for the Cougs, 61 combined takeaways since the start of 2020. Second most in the Pac-12 in that time period, USC is first with 67. Okay. It's a little little fun facts for you there. I think that's everybody that we had. Okay, next up we've got UCLA Bruins. Another 2 p.m. on the Pac-12 network. I don't know how you're going to split your resources, your time between Northern Colorado, Washington State, and NC Central. Yeah, it's the weird. Eagles. You have like back-to-back double – like you have double headers on the Pac-12 network – and there's games going on the exact same time for both of them. Yeah. Uh, the NC Central uh, Eagles. That's a car. That's not an eagle, but it's the only bird noise I can make. Okay. Uh, traveling to the Rose Bowl to take on number 24 UCLA. There is no line on this game. NC Central is a quality FCS. They are right there uh, as one of the best um, uh, HBCUs. Okay. Right there with uh, Jackson State. Um Probably won't be competitive. Their quarterback's pretty good. Uh, Davius Richard, uh, NC Central's quarterback. He's a fringe, fringe NFL prospect. Um, you know, thought of as kind of a free agent level right now. Maybe a good season propels him into the back half of the draft. Uh, but he's pretty good. They've got a pretty good running back. Uh, their defense is pretty solid, returns a bunch. Uh, UCLA should win by like 35, but uh, wouldn't be surprising if they, you know, if it's one of those weird ones, it's like 7 7 almost done with the first quarter and then UCLA rolls them like, you know, one of those. Yeah. If you start slow against a quality FCS, they can, you know, make it look semi-competitive for a brief stretch, but that's what I would expect. Something like win it 45, 10. All right. I like that one. Um, by the way, we got like 90 people watching us live on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, but only like 30 do, do they need me to do the PSA again? Because I will. If they're, no, they're, did, did loving, anyone miss it? There were people who were loving your PSA. Did anyone miss it? They would give them PSA on hitting the like button. Tell them about yeah, that. Yeah, hit the like button. 
Yeah. Uh, and if you want any more advice on when or when not to masturbate on a phone call, uh, just feel free. I will record independent videos. I will record mm. uh, just brief things, answering your questions uh, here on our YouTube you channel. You can, uh, yeah, tweet him at David David Woods. Yeah. Um, fun fact for UCLA, I think this is a typo. Uh, is there a guy named Dane Moore on uh, UCLA's team? Dante Moore. Mm-hmm. Among FBS true freshman quarterbacks, second in pass yardage. 433, first in passing touchdowns with five, and third in completions with 24. So he's right up there with true freshman FBS quarterbacks. Tremendous. Up near the top. Thank you for these facts. I, you know, I, great, they do a great job over there at Pac-12 with some of these, so I want to you know share them. Uh, all right, next up we got Oregon Ducks. This is a this is a rare. Can I get a like a an alarm or something? Like you got anything like that? Like sirens uh hmm. i don't think so damn uh this is a rare fbs game ferocious between two <laughs> fbs opponents uh fringe uh 5 p.m on the pac-12 network the hawaii warriors warriors um at number 13 oregon uh oregon is currently a 37 and a half point favorite and normally i would say that's too many points however i have now uh watched hawaii play a football game and seen them almost try to lose to albany um oregon at home is also a slightly different beast i would imagine than oregon on the road uh the last time we see saw them play an overmatched opponent at home it was portland state in the opener and they won by 74 points Ooh. um I don't think they're going to put up 81 against Hawaii, but I wouldn't put 60 past them. Yeah. Uh, so give me Oregon. I think they will win this. I think it'll be something very similar to what USC did uh, last week to, to Stanford. Stanford. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So mid-30s, I'm good with that. I'll take uh, the Ducks as well. Um, I think it's a different thing at home. You know, they're, they're lucky to cover last week. They were, you know, they made Scott Van Pelt's uh, – Bad beat segment, which is pretty funny, uh, with that pick six at the at the very end of the game. So yeah, I I like Hawaii. Doesn't look good at all. Um, they're going to be on the road. I mean, they lost to Vanderbilt on the road. I think you know they didn't. They struggled with Albany. They lost to freaking Stanford at home. Uh, I think Oregon can you know win by forty two or something like that. So yeah, I will take the Ducks, who have thirty one straight non conference home wins which is the longest active non-conference home win streak in FBS. Wow. So, so they've 31 non-conference home wins. Um, so pretty cool uh, for the for the Ducks. Thank you for these facts. Uh, you know, trying to help out. All right. The aforementioned Stanford Cardinal. Uh, Sac State, they're the Hornets, right? Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they are. Uh, this is 5 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. The Sacramento State Hornets. Ow! Uh, at Stanford. There's no line on this one. However, I have an important bit of info to drop. Okay. Uh, Bill Connolly's numbers have this as Sacramento State winning by five. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm glad we switched. Well, at least I switched my pick to Cal. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sac State is uh, one of the very best FCS programs, thanks in large part to Troy Taylor. Troy Taylor. Oh, um, I put his picture up. Yeah. <laughs> they are uh, 2-0 and on the young season. Uh, they have the second best offense in the FCS. 
Uh, pretty good defense as well. I'm taking Sac State. What the hell? Let's do it. Let's live. Wow. Sac State to win, baby. Uh, I like it. Uh, I th- I kind of think I think Stanford's going to pull this out. I think okay. they will. Um, should we count this one or no? No, we can't. There's no, no we line. can't. There's, There's no, no line. line. Yeah. Because um, we're trying to keep it just all. Well, and spread. it might be that Sacramento State is favored. I don't know. Yeah. Like we're if not there sure. is a line to find. All right. Let me let me see if I can find one. Hang on. You you keep talking for a second. I'm going to see if I can find one. All right. Line. I'll give you guys the Stanford um, fun fact, which doesn't seem what could be fun about it. But okay. Stanford is the only FBS team since the start of 2022 that has not. You want to make a guess? They're the only team that hasn't missed a field goal. Ooh, Cardi Party, baby. 22 of 22. Um, Dude, they do not publish uh, FCS lines nearly as well as they need to. Yeah. I need this game. This is like a degenerate kind of thing. Yeah, but I need this one. Why do you need it? I just want it. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we can't find a line on it, so we can't uh, can't bet it. Okay. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Pac-12 Network. I mean, this is going to be uh, alarm bells going off. Do I have any kind of alarm thing? Um, you know, that's this would be terrible if uh, if Stanford loses. It would be terrible same. if it weren't so funny. It would be kind of funny, too, but. All right, here's where game day is going to be. Here's where big noon kickoff is going to be. You would assume this is going to be some amazing matchup, right? Like two teams, two titans going at it. If you got both major networks coming here, this must, I don't know who they're playing, but it must be a great one. We got Colorado Buffalo. They got the Rams coming to town. Oh, like the, like the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams? No, the no. Colorado State Rams. Wow. But they must be very good this year, right? I assume if, so. If, 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 I mean, if game day is coming to town, if this is like a big Fox game, right? Yeah. This it's is, not even big noon kickoff game. They're just doing big noon kickoff from there. They'll keep just, the streak alive, They're right? doing like an Illinois game or something. Right. So it's got to be a really, I mean, Colorado State. Oh, wait. Wait. Colorado State lost to Washington State by 25 in the opener? Uh-oh. Are they not good? They must not Are they bad? Should they not have done this? Uh, Colorado State also lost to Sac State at the beginning of last year, just by f- by thirty one points. Last home. year, yeah. Just I'm I'm just throwing out facts, right? Now. Okay. Um, I don't have that fun fact, but not a good program. Not a good program. Uh, they're the Rams. Okay. Does that does that play? Sure. Yeah. Does, that, does that work? Way to screw up my microphone. Thanks. Yeah, but does it work? Yeah. Does that work as a Ram? We're gonna we're gonna go with it. Okay. Uh, so this one opened, and I caught it at opening too because I'm becoming a degenerate here in my old age. Uh, Colorado minus twenty one, which I found insane, almost as insane as the minus three against Nebraska. Um, it's now Colorado minus twenty three and a half. Um, two things. Okay. One, Colorado um, has maybe gotten a little bit lucky. Uh, in the the way these games have played out to cover the way they have. Um, that said, Colorado State is so bad that I'm not sure how this is set at 23 and a half. I think what's happening with Colorado is they've had they've been so bad for so long, and they were so bad in the estimations of all these analytic systems coming into the year that it's going to take probably half the season before the lines all correct. Because so much of the lines, if you follow along close enough, 
so much of it is based on the analytic systems, your SP plus, various, you know, metrics and all that kind of stuff. They all pretty closely follow along the lines or the lines pretty closely follow them because they've all found that they're pretty predictive, right? Sure. So this one is pretty closely following what the SP plus has it at, which is about a 20 point game. They've added three points thinking that compensates for, you know, whatever unfair uh, anchoring is still tied to Colorado from previous years. But it's not enough. Like this should be 28 points, 31 points, somewhere in that range. Like what you have for a good opponent beating up on one of the absolute dregs of the FBS at home. Uh, Because that's what this game is. So unless it's a very disappointing game, I've got to take Colorado. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I'll take Colorado. Here's part of the reason. Thanks to uh, Big Bob for sending us this quote. Uh, I sat down with ESPN today, took my hat off, and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Oh, shit. I would take Colorado now, (laughs) minus 38. You didn't see that this morning? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's he's giving he's giving um, bad offensive coordinators for Carl Durrell's UCLA teams a really bad name right now. Yeah, this is the Colorado State head. Jim coach, Sabota bro. would never. No, Tom Cable might, but Jim Sabota would never. Yeah. So if you don't know that, that was a that, deep cut for you UCLA people out right. there. Right. Uh, Jay is the head coach at Colorado State, yeah. so uh, basically poking the bear unnecessarily. Dion doesn't seem like that's something he would, you know, a guy that, that tells you about his receipts from a tweet you might have sent that you thought that Colorado was going to be okay, and he remembers that. He's not going to forget this a uh, couple of days before the game. So, yeah, Just, we, you're, 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 Lawrence says buffs by fifty. Yeah, you're, like, you're you're three touchdown dogs, and you're talking shit. Yeah, come on, man, more than three touchdown dogs. Uh, yeah, so this is not going to help. So. Give it that one. Uh, Colorado's fun fact. Shador Sanders, 903 passing yards through two games are the most in any two-game stretch by a buff in program history. So no quarterback's ever done that at Colorado. Averaged 451.5 yards through two games. Very cool. Pretty cool there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Our next one. Let's go to... Arizona State Sun Devils. (laughs) All right. uh, The Fresno State Bulldogs. (laughs) You really don't. Again, it's because it's a fucked up animal. Can't really eat. It's been bred into, like, basically not even, like, they're not even breedable. Like, you have to, like, extract semen from one, put it in an egg for another. Like, they can't even. They they can't even connect symbiotically, like orifices <laughs> like, and things they cannot make... they cannot connect. No, um, disgusting creatures. God bless them. <laughs> um, Fresno State Bulldogs yeah. traveling to uh, Arizona State. This is seven thirty p.m. Another FBS on FBS game. I didn't know we were allowed those anymore. Hmm. Uh, on FS one, uh, Fresno State last week uh, they attempted to lose to Eastern Washington. Now, if you remember, Eastern Washington is an FCS program, but historically they were pretty good, right? Are they pretty good this year, Ryan? Uh, I don't know. The answer is no. Okay. No, they are not. Uh, and Fresno State tried to lose to them. Uh, they only won by three. Okay. Now, here's the thing. We also know that ASU attempted to lose to an FCS, and their FCS was similarly situated. In a haboob. Yeah. Southern Utah also not a good FCS this year. 
So these are two very similar teams. Much like Oklahoma State versus ASU last week, I get the distinct impression these are two bad teams going to face off against each other. But which one of them is coached by Jeff Tedford? Can you remind me? <laughs> That's Fresno State. Oh, okay. And which one of them is coached by the one who like probably listened to Dashboard Confessional a lot, but definitely <laughs> listened to still listens to Train? <laughs> Kenny Dillingham. Right. Denny Killingham. Denny Killingham. Uh, I got to go with... Uh, 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 Jeff Tedford here. Yeah, I'm doing the Ted, same. Ted Jefford. So we're we're laying the three points. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I got to give lines. Uh, Arizona yeah. State's a three point dog. So taking right. taking Fresno State to win by more than three. Right. So we're taking Fresno State. Um, laying the three on the road in Tempe, but I do like the way um this Fresno State team is coached. I think they're just going to be the better team coming into this one. Um, we also have a uh, a fun fact for you. Not not from this is Fresno State one from Big Bob. Fun fact alert: Fresno State has the second longest winning streak in the FBS behind Georgia. That's trouble for Denny Killingham. So I think they're going to ride that streak, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Fresno to. Uh, to uh, cover the spread here. And then if you want to know the Arizona State fun fact, mm. they have not lost consecutive non-conference home games since 2008. So are they going to lose, do that for the first time since 2008? Both David and I think so, uh, but we'll see. Okay, and then one last one. We've got Arizona Wildcats. Wow. Uh, the UTEP Miners fire in the hole. Uh, taking on Arizona, 8 p.m., Pac-12 Network. Mm. Uh, Arizona's an 18-point favorite over UTEP. Uh, UTEP lost to Jackson State, uh, barely beat Incarnate Word. Is it Jackson State coached by Coach Prime? Um, Not anymore. Oh. Uh, and they lost to – this is maybe the most depressing. They lost to Northwestern by 31 points last week. Uh, UTEP has played three games already. That's a lot. That's a lot of UTEP football for UTEP football fans. Yeah, I think that's too much at this point in the season. They're they're probably done. They're probably like, ah, I'm out of this. Uh, Arizona uh, maybe licking its wounds a little bit. Uh, should probably be like searching desperately for a new starting quarterback. They won't be. Um, but even still, UTEP looks a special kind of terrible. So give me Arizona minus eighteen. Yeah, I'm. T- it's kind of sucks. We're picking all the same games. Um, but yeah, I, there's only like six to pick from, though. I think five, right? No, we have no there's one, six. two, three, four, six. Okay, yeah. six games to pick from. Counting's hard. I know. Uh, yeah, UTEP is god awful. This isn't UTSA. Like, people are like UTSA, they were pretty good. Like, no, UTEP is bad. El Paso's not a terrible place, but UTEP is bad this year. Like, Northwestern gets rid of their coach. They look like absolute ass, and then they put a beat down on UTEP. Like, okay, that's not uh, that's not good. You're going to come into the desert. Delora had the, the horrible 20 turnover game. He's probably not going to do that this week. He'll probably throw for like five touchdowns and 450 I mean, don't yards. count him out. I mean, he could. But even if he th- throws a couple picks, he's probably still going to get like if five they, touchdowns. If and- they played whatever his name is, Noah Fafita, if they played him in this game, they'd win by like 30 points. With Jaden Delora, you never know. Like, could they win it by fifty with him? Yes. 
Could they lose it? Also, potentially. Yeah. We, so we have six picks. Uh, we agreed on all of them, which is a little concerning. But I would say you feel for, pretty strongly about a lot of these. And this know, is the weird, weird thing that happen. But. This is the weird thing about this week is that while there's no like, oh, that's an auto. They're definitely going to cover that like Colorado, Nebraska last week. Or um, what was the other one that was like? I think. We, oh, it was the, the Cal Auburn one where I thought they were going to win and they should have. Yeah. But they still covered. The they six were getting and like half. six and a half. Yeah. Like those two were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Tons of money there. Um, UCLA. It's like tons of money. <laughs> This week doesn't have that because the lines are so big, but I still think there's a ton of value with Oregon State and Colorado especially. Yeah. Uh, real quick, fun fact for Arizona. Since the start of last season, the Wildcats are averaging 318.1 passing yards per game, third best amongst uh, major conference teams. So they throw the ball. So I I feel like the Lord's going to throw for like 450, four or five touchdowns, maybe a couple picks, but they'll they'll score a ton. And yeah. – uh, kind of get the demolishing thing going all right so why don't we do this we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and uh answer some of your questions back in a minute all right we're back here on the podcast of champions are we yeah we're back hope you enjoyed your break i did uh, we got a bunch more likes, almost a 50. So thank you for that. Um, thanks for watching live randomly on a Thursday morning. I guess it's not too random. We've been, we're trying to do this Monday, Thursday thing and it seems to be working. Okay. Keep the shows a little bit shorter, a little bit tighter. Um, yeah. There's nothing to be done about our recap shows when things are, you know, uh, in non-conference play. There's uh, so many games. Yeah. There's going to be, but if you remember as far back as last year, when we would do a single show a week during this period, they would all be over two hours, some of them two and a half hours. Yeah, they were pretty long. Yeah. All right, we got a voicemail. Let me start with that. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Perk. Um, you know, it looks like Cal's been, I think, a, a little decent, a little bit improved from last year. Um, and while by no means am I bullish, and I don't think you guys are really either bullish on, on Justin Wilcox, I'm curious that – I guess what would Cal have to do this year for you guys to maybe have a different opinion on Wilcox um, and, and, and maybe change your minds that he's the, the right guy for the job or that they actually should keep him around moving forward? I'm um, just curious to see what Cal would have to do to kind of change that opinion in your guys' eyes. Thanks, guys. I mean, there's still a lot of season for Cal, and uh, the the thing is it has to be an unequivocally good year. Now, what does that look like? Well, I think a win over Auburn would have been a, a very nice start. Like if they had been able to start two and zero and then beat Idaho, yeah, three and zero going into conference play, then to have an unequivocally good year, you just need a winning record in conference. You know, get to eight and four, and then I think everyone would be like, okay, Wilcox is clearly, you know, he figured it out. You need to actually have an offense. He just didn't understand that for a long time. He thought, oh, I defense, I good defense, <laughs> defense only matter. We don't need don't need offense, no offense. Uh, but then he realized, oh yes, need offense, uh, and went and got Jake Spavital, uh back uh, into the Berkeley fold, and uh, and you know maybe that works out. Uh, it didn't against Auburn, but you know that was a very strange game. They should have scored again about sixteen more points. Um, so looking at the schedule, they have at Washington. That's a loss. 
They've got Arizona State at home. That could be a win. Yep. Oregon State at home, that's a loss. Loss, yeah. At Utah, that's a loss. USC at home, probably a loss. Uh, at Oregon, that's a loss. So they can't be successful. Justin Wilcox should be fired. Yeah, I don't. It, it's good. The schedule is going to be tough. This would have been a big one. I think the Auburn game that you sort of blew the opportunity. Like you're not, and maybe you get another one. But if you beat Auburn and maybe you get some kind of like, you know, opportunity at the end of like the Oregon State game or something, wherever you you win one of those games that we all think are going to be a loss, it could be potentially a successful season. You know, even if it's not even a bowl game. But I think losing that winnable Auburn game puts you in a big hole. Yeah. Yeah, um, but we, he has figured out offense, and it's a it's yeah. a it's half half <laughs> half the game is is on that side more than half, and yeah. you you gotta it's not just you know not just defense and not just like a mediocre defense either right like you you actually do have to play offense you have uh, to offense. Kevin says you guys made me a hundred dollars last week with your picks, so taking another chance. All right, yeah, we did. Good. I mean, we were both seven and three against the spread, so if you bet with us, you made some money yep depending on how many units you you bet uh i think first email is from frank 95 million reasons mel tucker wouldn't be getting tossed aside so quickly if he had won 11 games each year since michigan state hired him the real issue excuse me is that michigan state threw 95 million dollars at him after one good season and the team has been bad since from frank we actually already did read that one did we do read that oh i'm sorry Okay. okay Um, and we also, we also read Colt. Oh, we did? Yeah. So we are on to Andrew, Andy. Okay. Hello. When it comes to... Did you really? You muted yourself? So the point of muting myself is so I can like clear my throat. Yeah, but it sounded while, like it while, sounded bizarre. In while here. David can just keep reading. Can somebody tell da- me? Did- David stops reading. And so clearing my th- like the whole muting. Why don't I get a mute button? <laughs> what if I need to like make disgusting noises with my mouth? You could uh, you could do that. Um, now just keep it on and then we'll cut it on. <laughs> a loop. Yeah. Was that good for everyone? Did they like it? Uh, this is from Andy, you disgusting man. Um, that was like the Mel Tucker of, uh, of podcasting right there. You. You. You're the one that stopped. Like, you have to keep going man. as I clear my throat. I hit mute for a reason. Don't tell me I have to keep going. Yeah. All right. When it comes to Civil War knowledge, it would seem that Dave is at least half knowledgeable. Yeah. With that being said, I'm taking a trip to the D.C. area next month and will be staying near Leesburg, Frederick, and Antietam. Can either of you recommend a comprehensive Civil War book that would help me appreciate the history of that area during my stay? Hmm. Hmm. Um, what's a good comprehensive one? Uh, I think Battle Cry of Freedom is pretty good. Uh, the book by James McPherson. Um, it's a, it's a, I got one over here. Let me find It's it. a really good history that also like, um, it's written in such a way that it's very readable. Like you're not reading like a ton of, you know, documents from the time you're reading a lot of paraphrasing of the documents. Um, that's way better. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that's a good one. Um, I would say if you're looking for fictionalized nonfiction, uh, which is very readable, um, the Michael Shara, Jeff Shara series, uh, where it's gods and generals, uh, killer angels and last full measure. Those are good. Um, I think you get, you know, having some knowledge of the history, I think it's it's very in line with the actual history. It's obviously based on a lot of firsthand accounts. 
and he just you know builds it like it's a, a narrative. Um, so it's like from the perspective of um, this guy or that and a father son who did it. Michael Shara did the Killer Angels, which is about the Gettysburg campaign, and then Jeff Shara, his son, did everything leading up to the Gettysburg campaign and then everything after the Gettysburg campaign. A lot of it from Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain's perspective, who was the famous um, second day at Gettysburg, led the 20th Maine uh, off of Little Round Top, uh, that helped to break the Confederate advance uh, on the southern flank of uh, Cemetery Ridge. Yeah, I know my history. Civil War. Um, anyway, uh, that would be a couple of good things to read. Uh, you can also read... Uh, some of the presidential stuff, uh, Team of Rivals about Abraham Lincoln is really good. Doesn't really get into the military stuff as much, but it's very good uh, about Lincoln and about um, kind of the management of the war from that perspective. Uh, the Grant uh, history by uh, What's-His-Face. Uh, I recommended it on the show a while ago. Oh, I have the book there. Uh, yeah. Um, that's very good as well. I forget. Yeah, I forget who the author and is. And that one does get into the campaigns, but not necessarily the Eastern Front during the period that you're looking for, uh, because that was more uh, Western Front. All right. Uh, Colt wrote in. Hang on. We still have more of this frigging question. Oh, Jesus. People are saying, why are we talking? You're so rude. During, Honest, during the season. Honestly, you're so rude. Okay. Dave. I'll look for that grandpa. Why is the U capitalized? Or why is it the only capitalized letter on the cursive UCLA logo? Uh, it looks cool. I think. Um, yeah. So it wasn't as when they developed that logo, it was pre minimalism where everyone decided everything needed to be lowercase all the time. Um, cursive script. The only way to do it is a uh, capital letter, then lowercase. Um, if you're still maintaining some sort of decorum with a capital letter, um, it, there, there, there are pedants, um, who uh, are like, well, no, it's it's an abbreviation. It's got to be U-C-L-A. It shouldn't all be connected. That's uh, like the New York Times. They do that yeah, all the time. Yeah, but you don't need to do that. That's it's, it's whatever. Uh, UCLA, all one word. Um, it's actually contributed to UCLA's branding internationally. There are a ton of international people who know it as UCLA because it's got that cursive script. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. I like the way that looks. It, it's got a nice flow to it. Um, don't think too hard about it, all right? Uh, but it's very cool. Um, and it was, I think the main thing is it was pre minimalism where everyone decided everything needed to be lowercase all the time. Gotcha. It was before that when they developed the logo. Okay. And then Ryan and Dave, would you rather be able to teleport once a day, one way to any location or be able to teleport an item to you from anywhere up to once a day? Warmest regards, Andy. Okay. So what is it? We could either you can teleport yourself once a day to anywhere you want or teleport an item to you once a day from anywhere. No, I would teleport myself. No question about it. I don't even know how this would be. A, like, right? You need to like the the second one would be I am the laziest person in the entire <laughs> world, and I want food delivered to me immediately. Yeah, all the time. But just imagine, you know, like you know what? I really want to check out Bora Bora and just go and stay for a couple of days and teleport back. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. So, yeah. uh, that's that's the clear winner on that one. Colt wrote in, hey, Ryan and David, as someone who was just laid off, I'm sorry to hear that, and had to go through the interview process, I wonder how our about-to-be-unemployed commissioner, George Klyavkov, would try to spin his tenure at the Pac-12 as a positive in a potential interview. I would love to see both of you give your best impressions of him telling an interviewer how he crushed his role as commissioner. Thanks from Colt and his PS, this podcast was definitely something to look forward to. 
after going through mornings answering bullshit questions about greatest strengths, weaknesses, and how to help a company grow. Keep up the great work. Oh, thanks, Colton. Hope you find something soon. So, George, uh, how do you feel uh, you succeeded as the Pac-12 commissioner? Well, I increased in efficiencies. I, I, I streamlined the process. I brought it down from a, a far-flung group of 12 down to a very, very tight-knit group of two that was able to accomplish so much in such a short amount of time. I like it. You like it? Yeah, I do. Um, Those two teams are undefeated to start the year, showing out, showing exactly how efficient I can make this league. All right. Uh, so I'm George, and I was asked, what kind of challenges were at your last job? <laughs> well, I took over a tough situation. Uh, leadership, before I got there, uh, wasn't the best. The good thing, when I when I arrived, there was a lot of low-hanging fruit. Fixed a lot of problems, a lot of things. It was very popular. It was, it was good. Then I realized that the, the situation was so bad, untenable. There was just no way to keep it going. So I thought to myself, what's the best way we can go out of this? So we don't want to just end it. We want to go out with a bang. We want a real mic drop moment. So what we did was we pu- pumped a lot of this. Uh, we had a lot of debt, so added some more, pumped a lot into the NIL coffers of all the schools. Ten of the quarterbacks for the conference are transfers from other places. We brought them all in and decided we're going to major league this mother. We're just going to go all out and win the whole damn thing. So we said, we're going to like only have one more year and we'll put all our resources into that one year and just go right out on top. And damn, my plan came to fruition. We went out on top and walked away. And I'm very proud of the job I did with the Pac-12. I love it. Beautiful. (laughs) Something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Gorgeous. Uh, nice. All right. Yeah, he's got a PS in there. Oh, PS. I, just, I, I, read, just... I, I read the PS. Oh, good God. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> I'll fight you. <laughs> uh, did you go to this? Is your name Ryan? Join us at our upcoming Ryan Rave, Fred in Sarasota. I looked at it. There's like a flyer that's like, it just says Ryan all over it. And it doesn't tell you like where it is or so it's some kind of like pop-up party or something, but it's just, it's all Ryan's. It says something like no Brian's only Ryan's. You should go to it. All right. I'll read the next one. I don't, I don't know where it is. You should go to it. You have to be like in the know of what the, (sighs) go to it. A few questions. Okay. It's from Hugh Janus. Hi guys. It's your old buddy, Hugh Janus here. Five quick questions for you. One, what is your favorite burger joint in LA fast food type or otherwise? Um, you know, I'm a, I like, I mean, I love In-N-Out, but I kind of like the habit. So when you say you love In-N-Out, what do you mean? I mean, the burgers are great. Are they? I like, or are the they just though. hot? <laughs> I like the burgers. Uh, but to, and is the price right? Price is good. It's I mean, fine. but like, are they really good? I think the burgers are really good. The They're fries, fine. the fries are good. They're fine. They're like a, they're a step up from like McDonald's, from Burger King, from Carl's Jr. Sure. Yeah. The habit is clearly a superior burger. Like if price is not an object, it's not like like people talk about In and Out like it's a religious experience, and it's like it's a pretty good burger that like it's very cheap for what it is. Yeah. But like the habit's better. Five Guys is better. I like Five Guys too. Yeah. Five Guys is too expensive. Like some of the ones are too expensive. Well, they're just, but that's again, you're, you're talking about like a function analysis of like where does the price meet quality and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, 
if we're just talking about the best burger, In and Out is not in that conversation. The I love so something that's kind of LA's if you're not an LA person, like there it's kind of a burger city. Like there's a lot of good burger places. I mean like Tommy's, like with the chili on it, like those are really good. I I just never get that anymore. But the the little local charbroiler places, like those are great. Like I, I don't I don't see those in a lot of places, but they have a lot of them in Southern California. Yeah. So you get a burger at a place like that. There's one called Rods or whatever on uh yeah. Artesia I go to. It's freaking great. It's, I I go in there like Twice a month. Yeah, there's like a million good burger places. Um, yeah. It's a real shame what they did to Umami Burger. Uh, it's disgusting now. Like, it's not good. That was like the fancy. Yeah, and they, they destroyed it. I don't know. I haven't been. They had I haven't been. I, I went like two years ago, and I'm like, oh, this is nowhere near what it used to be, and yeah. never went again. Did, did you like the counter when they were around? Like, yeah, the counter was good. I thought they were pretty good. They they were like hugely popular, and then I think they went away or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it was kind of like a. I mean, the burgers were fine. It was kind of like the experience of like doing the custom. Like you could pick whatever you want for a burger, but then everyone started to do something like that. So, you know, you don't really need it anymore. It's funny you think you think of like New York, like pizza, like burgers. I think in L.A. are kind of like that. Like there's just a lot for of sure. burger joints and like donut ones too. There was a documentary I saw on the plane called like Donut. It King. always comes back to donuts with you. The Donut King. And it was like, it was like a Cambodian, this Cambodian guy who created this empire. We probably talked about this on the show before he worked for like Winchell's and like learned their methods and then opened all these open donut shops and then brought in a bunch of like people from Cambodia. I believe it was Cambodia and uh, opened a whole bunch of donut shops. And then he like lost it all. He, you know, he went on affairs, all this kind of crazy stuff was gone, but he created this huge donut empire Um and yeah, you, there's a lot of donut shops in LA, and I think that's part of the reason too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, there we go. Um, two, who do you think will end up as the most natural rival in the Big Ten for both UCLA and USC, other than each other, of course? I see it as Michigan for UCLA and Ohio State for USC. Uh, I mean, I could see it. I mean, it might be tough for Michigan because you got Michigan State. Yeah. Like Ohio State doesn't really, you know, they have Michigan. They don't really have a secondary. Yeah, I can see so, it being like Nebraska for UCLA, actually. That could be. Yeah, like because Nebraska's sort of new and they want to try to figure out who they are. Yeah. Uh, three, when Dion leaves Colorado, does the program revert back to irrelevance? Depends on when he leaves. So here's, yeah. here's the thing with Colorado. If Dion stays there for like – here's the thing. And I, I said this the other day, but um, if – the sky is actually the limit for what he can do there. Um, because he hasn't shown any ability. I mean, there's been no drop-off in his recruiting ability, no matter what level he is. Um, and the attention he's getting at Colorado now, um, it's it's hard to imagine him not continuing to recruit at an extremely high level. And if he can re- recruit at an extremely high level at Colorado, then there's no limitation on their ability to compete for, you know, bigger prizes, we'll say. It. Yeah. Uh, so if that's the case, and he stays there for whatever eight to 10 years of winning at a pretty high level, then maybe he sets it up for the next guy to do a pretty damn good job. He changes the structure of the program. He changes the status of the program. All those different things can follow from that. Um, I don't think, I mean, there, there are certain structural aspects of a program that like you can't change and yada, yada, yada. But I think if we learned anything from the model of Oregon, um, success can beget success even beyond, um, uh, coaching hierarchy uh, if uh, beyond like a single coach being um, some transformative figure if if you've got um, a Deion Sanders and say he 
builds up uh, a booster base that helps him to fund NIL. And then that booster base continues beyond the point at which he is the head coach anymore. Well, then that could continue. Yeah. At least at some level. I mean, maybe it won't be as high a level because I do think Deion Sanders is going to be some sort of transformative figure. But um, I don't think it's I don't think it's a necessary condition that Colorado suddenly falls back to being a you know regular two and ten program uh, after Dion is gone. I think the odds of that increase the shorter his stay is. So I think one year could be disastrous. But if he stays for a few cycles, I think he could be fine. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple more. So number four, have you noticed any? Sorry, sorry, I got it. I got it. (laughs) Uh, Notes from school, man. Uh, Four, have you noticed any improvement of officiating by Pac-12 crews so far this season? Are you back in school, David? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Finish your degree? No. Oh. No. Okay. Uh, Have you noticed any improvement of officiating by Pac-12 crews so Mm, far this season? I don't think it's been... I haven't noticed anything noticeably bad. Yeah, it's not been like egregious or anything. Yeah, but we'll see. The the year's young. Uh, Five, did either of you watch The Last of Us? Thoughts? I don't know if he's trolling here. Because you hated it. And I talked extensively about why it was not good. I didn't watch it, yeah. Uh, I thought it was terribly uh, dull after like the first episode or so. Um, A couple of high points, but for the most part, not very well done didn't focus on any of the interesting bits um for a for a a show based on a video game there was shockingly little action Uh, um what no that's bad yeah uh and uh just (laughs) really knocking you off well it's like a it's like a story where uh it's about a journey it's about uh going from one place to the next and they like just fast forward off camera like thousands of miles of this journey, like this growth between this two people. And we go away from this two. Pe- like it's a, what is it? An eight episode show. And we go away from these two people for essentially three episodes. The first one, which was fine. You're setting up the story, but then we also go f- away from them for two other stories. One of vignette that has nothing to do with either of these two characters. The other one of vignette in a mall that only features one of these characters. So it's a story about the relationship growing between this father figure and this daughter figure. But we only see them really for five episodes. And that's not enough time to build anything. Uh, Yeah, I haven't seen it. It I think it was cashing in on a lot of people having already played the game um, and having like a real built-in familiarity and understanding of the game and the story and then expecting those people to be the only ones watching the show. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Frack in Sacramento says uh, the future is bright. Uh, no more directional schools being talked about. No more TV slots on Wednesday nights for crummy games. No more non-power schools drawing away attention. College football will be almost like pro football with 50 teams playing in a few super conferences. That will be great. Small schools football will still be fun and important locally. In fact, I'm on a bus trip with fans from Sacramento State going to Stanford this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it. Great. Great. Um, Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think so, but fine. Uh, This is a text message from Dylan from Albuquerque. With such a lackluster schedule this week, which team would you say, if any, would be the most likely to be upset? Dylan from Albuquerque, fight on. Um, I think Sac State's probably the most likely to be upset this weekend. (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah, we don't know what. Unfortunately, we don't know. Like, if you're assuming that Stanford's favorite, we just don't know that. Um, I'm not assuming that. No, Dave assuming Sacramento State is going to be the favorite. Uh, anyone else outside of? Because that's uh, uh, Michigan State. I mean, I could see them ugling that game up. Yeah, but that no, might be I, I, I really don't think so. I think it's the the Sac State Stanford game is probably the one. Along with uh, Fresno State ASU, that's going to be the closest. I mean, Arizona State's not even favored, so that's not an upset, right? Right. So it's like no. The answers are Sac State or Fresno State. Those are the two teams <laughs> most likely to be upset this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, we we do have uh, Rusty says Cal is losing this weekend. Mm. Hmm. I, I wouldn't think that would be the case, but <laughs> uh, we do have a few questions um, in the chat. First up from Amy, uh, why are your backgrounds opposite from the hosts? It's been annoying. You mean one's blue and one's red? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. But that's the Coliseum behind me. This is just our studio. Here, I'll show you. If you guys are watching, this is what the studio looks like. So there's a window behind me, and that's basically a big curtain, but it's a backdrop for someone sitting in this host seat and then... Where Dave is sitting is where we normally do our shows, and there's like a bigger background, and there'll be two chairs. So we do a number of different shows here. David just mooches off of it. So, mm. yeah, mm. if that's fair enough, right? Carrying this on my shoulders. Uh, this is from uh, Sager. Is that, is that how you say Sager. Sager. Dave, how do you think UCLA can increase their average attendance from... I'm sorry. How do you think they can increase their average attendance from 3,700 to 4,000 by season's end? Um, probably a lot of giveaways. Okay. Like give money. Give away money. Yeah. Like I think if you gave everyone a hundred bucks to attend the game, <laughs> you'd get a lot of people attending the game. There. Uh. Well, this they'll have a home game this weekend, but it's bad team. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it probably be, won't be that. Not going to be well attended. Yeah, like I don't like that they announce like paid attendance or whatever, like tickets sold. They don't even say paid attendance anymore. They say like tickets or like tickets out. I think is the the term that USC uses. So if they say like sixty two thousand, like that's how many tickets are out, but there's only fifty thousand there. Like it just it doesn't give you a feel for like how many people actually showed up. I wish we could get because that, that number's number. embarrassing. Why, I want to get that number. But that number is always embarrassing. Yeah. All right. Nobody likes that number. Check it out, says, uh, is Cal still going to the ACC? I don't think the state of California has extra money to give uh, due to the upcoming California deficit budget. State of California's budget protected, uh, projected to be negative billions. He said projected. I think he means projected, but yes. Um they're still going, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think that's locked in at this point. Yeah. And then last one from Kevin. He says, uh, dumb question. Larry Scott always preached parody. We now have eight teams in the top 25. I hate the guy, but uh, that wasn't the parody he was talking about. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Uh, no. He wanted everyone to just, yeah. That's not, a, but it's good. I mean, this is there is actually good parody now. Um, but this will is, it be good though, or will the Pac-12 once again be shut out of the playoff with like a bunch of two-loss uh, teams at the top? Potential, um, but yes, this is not just because he preached parody doesn't mean this is his uh, doing. That if you remember, 
Um, uh, Paul Hackett. Do you remember him, David? Is it before Hall your time? Pa- Hall Packett. Hall Packett. Uh, got fired after three seasons at USC, and mm-hmm. they bring in Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll wins the Orange Bowl in his second year, and Paul Hackett was quoted as saying, I came in there and had a five-year plan, like like literally that it part was his doing. Not yeah. That, yeah. Well, um, Rick Neuheisel. Okay. Famous fellow. Yeah. Uh, no gloves. Not, not just him, but like a bunch of his hanger-ons uh, after Jim Mora went and won nine games in his first year uh, after taking over for Rick Neuheisel and said, and they all were like, well, we saved Brett Hundley for you. You're, you're winning with my team. You're winning with my guys. And it's like, y- you would have won five games with this roster. <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, wh- like you had Anthony Barr who's still playing in the NFL today. You had him playing H-back on offense. What are we doing? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to uh, wrap things up. Oh, wait. You know, we got one quick one I'll put in here. Um, Is it advice on when or when not to masturbate? It's not. And it's just the wrong one came up. Let me try it. And it's not working. So let's see. We'll do this again. Which it's is perfect. Show, technically sound. Yeah. Uh, from Encartum, with Dion's ability to recruit and manage, what would be the scariest team for him to be the head coach for? The ones that come to mind are Texas or Alabama. Yeah. I mean, Florida State's good right now. I mean, Texas is good. Like, those teams are good. Georgia? I mean, anything like that. Yeah. If you combine a school with a naturally great recruiting base and a ton of funding with Dion's ability to recruit on his own and manage a program, then yeah. I mean, any of the top programs in the country with him would be potentially devastating. Ohio State. Um, yeah. All of them. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't think there's a program where he would be a uh, uh, a drain, a negative. Um, and no. if he's positive wherever he goes... Then, yes, the best programs in the country would be the scariest. All right. Uh, do you want to pose something for the uh, screenshot? Uh, should I do like a motion of <laughs> you something like that? that. <laughs> like, don't do this. No. Don't do don't, it. Don't move, though, because it's hard to get a screenshot if you're Why moving. is it hard? Because you got to get a see screenshot. What, that he started it there. Nice. Yeah. Should I put a panic shot up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, everybody, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And we will talk to you. But not too much. (laughs) And we will talk to you next time. Bye.